Welcome to the Cinematic Adventure Podcast. This week, I'm with Jackie, as opposed to last week, I guess. Thanks for that. And I said, really it know how to make a girl feel special, Daniel. I'm tired. Everything's everything's gone to hell. The world's on fire. Uh, wait, wait, is Australia on fire again? I mean, like, holy shit! Y'all should invest in some firefighters or something because this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, Luckily, the literal fires have been put out. Now the metaphor, like the fact that we started with actual fires and then this virus happened is just, just unlucky. If anything else, it's unlucky. I mean, it could be worse. You could be in the United States where we didn't take it seriously and millions of people may die because of it. And now we're considering opening back up in the midst of the, the height of the pandemic. So, you know, potato, potato. Hmm. Fun times. No one says potato. Okay. That's the point. When Who says tomato? It's yeah. People are contrarians. Um, to today, uh, we are going to. This will be the final time I'm going to do my homework like this because you came up with a better plan for my homework to make it not feel like I'm rushing through an actress or actor. Indeed. So did you want me to like explain the new time or you just want to get on with this one? Uh, you can explain it first and then uh, we can talk about Audrey Hepburn. Indeed. Okay. So from now on, instead of Daniel's homework being a one-off of like, here's this, here's this one actor that we're going to talk about for a week and he saw two, maybe three of that person's movies. That's which is what we're about to do right now. Um, for next month, he is going to have an actor of the month but like of actual month instead of cramming all of the movies into like one week where he's like frantically got to try to watch as many movies as he can from one person each week will each week's theme will feature a movie from said actor so for example next month's next month's actor is robert de niro so each week will have a robert de niro movie in the theme so not all movies are going to be Robert De Niro, but this way, every week, he gets to talk about Robert De Niro. He gets to see him maybe in a different light because the themes are different. So it's like, this week, he's a gangster. Next week, maybe he's funny or maybe he's not. You never know. And so that way, I think he's going to, that way, instead of like cramming all of the things, like all of one actor down his throat in one setting, he gets to like spread it out. It's a bit more enjoyable. And he also gets to see a wider range from that actor when it's combined with the theme, with the theme of the week, which changes every week. That, yeah, that's, that's a, it. I'm done. That's I'm a good done. explanation. We're both tired. Um, so not leaving the house for a month can do. Oh, it's that so theme, exhausting though. not doing anything. It's a good thing we have this podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd go insane. I mean, I I'm too tired to make a joke out of that. How sad is is that because i was gonna like totally normally that's a home run like that's right down the middle you know and i can just like gone and it would be like oh ha, ha, did you hear the quip that she made and now i'm like fuck it make your own <laughs> just like 
insert Daniel joke here. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're tired. Anywho, Audrey Hepburn is the this going of the to Hepburns. come out? I'm still wondering if this is even going to come out. This so far is just a failure. So yes, Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> out of the two, this is the other one. <laughs> she surely is one of them. They're not siblings. They're not related. They just happen to have, by the way, the other one is Catherine, the better one. But um, they just happen to have the same last name. It's right. interesting, especially yeah. considering that actors change their last name. Yeah, but this was back in, they came out, well, I don't know about Audrey Hepburn, but I know Catherine came along in like the 40s when it was like, it doesn't, well, in, in the 40s, you're, the studio gave you a name if they didn't like yours. So you were pretty lucky if you got to keep your own name. And back then, two actors or actresses, particularly actresses, having the same last name was of no consequence to them. It was all about a brand. So, like, it wasn't like a Michael Keaton thing where his last name was Douglas. So he had to change his last name. Um, it was more like, a, your brand is this you're going to do this and look like this and say this. And, um, and Audrey Hepburn was like, okay. And Catherine Hepburn was like, fuck that. I love everything I read about Catherine Hepburn because I haven't seen her movies, I don't think. But I have heard a lot about her and everything about her makes me want to watch her movies. She sounds amazing. She is. And you were, so fun fact, um, this month I was like, hey, Daniel, why don't you pick whoever the hell you want? Because... I mean, you know, hey, go for it. And he was like, sure, I'll pick the lesser of the Hepburns. And then I was like, I mean, you could pick the greater. And he was like, no, 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 I'm gonna go with the lesser. And I was like, all right, do what you gotta do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the first time that I did not pick the actor or actress for him. So uh, to be fair, the reason I picked uh, I mean, Audrey Hepburn- I mean, we should strive for fairness. Yeah, that would be helpful. Um, so, the reason that I- uh, didn't go for Catherine Hepburn. It's because I have a box set of Audrey Hepburn movies. Indeed. And by box set, I, of course, mean four, three of which I've seen. So, I mean, it was like slam dunk, homework mm. done, which to be fair, does not technically fit the definition of homework. Well, I don't like Mr. the definition Duke of homework. Class. I don't like but, the definition of homework, considering that I don't want this to be hard work, which is why The Godfather is a killer um anyway audrey hepburn i'm gonna save all my scorn for you on that one for mm. when we actually do record the Godfather. oh please do it'll be like a mountain though you'll oh. be skiing through scorn i can't wait i see and you thought this was gonna be terrible i find it quite jolly yeah but you like my pain you listen to so do doctor- you let's let come on so do you daniel i mean i enjoy watching terrible movies but only this is because i enjoyed them I miss with the- um, so Audrey Hepburn is cute. Um, Says the gay guy. And that's, <laughs> that's mainly it. <laughs> I mean, she, like I said, back then you had a brand. That was her brand. Being like cute, quirky, girl next door. But like, so she had like the attitude of the girl next door but she was still the exotic model that wouldn't even look at you. <laughs> so she somehow encompassed both. The I'm too hot for you and I'm just a girl next door. Don't dare talk to me or ask me out because then I'm going to run away like a fairy. 
So I don't know why I said fairy. And by the way, when I said fairy, I meant like Tinkerbell. I mean, I got that. Yeah. Uh, so I saw three, and I think these the the three that I saw show the Audrey Hepburn. Um, I mean, she was in them, so I well, hope they do. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, I'm tired. So let's go for the first one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, what were the three movies that you watched? I watched, uh, first one I watched is Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, it's good that breakfast came first. I mean, you know, most important meal of the day and such. Yes. I didn't know I what Tiffany's realized my was. laptop was not plugged in. That could have been disastrous. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I didn't know what Tiffany's was uh, until about halfway through the movie. Oh, you mean like in real? Yeah. So oh, Tiffany's you know is Tiffany's. a uh, oh. is a jewelry store, I yes. guess. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's the hoity-toity one for like average people. I'm sure that like wealthy people, for wealthy people, it's like their Macy's, but for like middle class people. It's like, woohoo, like it's way up there. If you get that blue box, so their signature is all of their shit comes in a blue box. If you get that blue box, like somebody's spending your salary. So it's, so the movie is about this woman who has an income, but isn't super rich, uh, but pre- is, goes to Tiffany's to try and present herself as being upper class. Indeed. Um, it's fun and fine, except for one element, which could have been cut out completely, but it's just, it's just ruining the whole thing. Like, people love this movie, and then you have that Chinese character. He's not played by a Chinese person, and oh, he's just okay. unnecessary, like, completely <laughs> unnecessary. Well, of course you did, because A, it's not important, and B, it's the worst. It's both yeah. those things. And yes, the fact that that character's in this movie, and it's just... It's just not good at all. I mean, yep. But, you know, this was 1960s U.S., so mm-hmm. what's right. a film without racism? USA. Um, USA. <laughs> right? Oh. Fireworks going off in the background and shit. Um, <laughs> so, what do you, you said she had some money. What was her job? I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, explain the movie to me, then. Act like I've never seen it. Tell me what happens. Okay. This woman, uh, who I thought was named Tiffany, but isn't. (laughs) No. (laughs) uh, Her name's Holly Golightly. Yeah. Holly. Oh, fuck. Her name's Golightly? Wait. You did watch the movie, right? I knew her name was Holly. Um, I didn't know it was Golightly. It's such a dumb name. Yeah. Uh, She is trying to build up her wealth and is trying to get in with the upper class people uh, and is trying to play the uh, innocent girl next door in order to go to get in with the rich people. And that's why she's going to Tiffany's despite the fact that she probably can't afford it in order to gain money. She pretends that she's already rich. I think. Hmm. How wrong am I? I, uh, I wouldn't say that that you're wrong it's just it's an interesting interpretation um also there's cats they they are in there um so to me you you nailed the essence of it right in that she is trying to be 
higher society than she is. Like she she wants to be like she wants to be able to have breakfast at Tiffany's, you know. But um obviously you can't do such a thing. Um but my impression was that she was a hooker. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, what's her job? And you were like, I don't know. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so um I knew that yeah. she was trying to like gain favor with rich people. So I could see escort. Yes. As her actual job. Yeah. She's like, um, she, my, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I do remember like, so I don't remember like ever. I don't remember individual plot points. Um, I'm pretty sure this movie was pretty thin on it anyway, but I think that um, I remember my impression was that like, she was, she was an escort and um, she was, it, basically like this is have you seen um pretty woman yeah it's like this is an earlier draft of pretty woman kind of Interesting. but without without like the rich man to take her away well there was a rich man but like he saw through her ruse <laughs> yeah so so anyway that's that was my impression uh interesting this this the plus pretty thin um yeah the i like her character her character is relatively interesting um, even if I forgot her last name, because it's go lightly, and the name that dumb I have to put out of my head. <laughs> I don't remember. Again, it's been a long time since I saw the movie, but wasn't I thought she was always called Holly Golightly? Like that? I could have sworn they mentioned it in the movie. I mean, because, yeah. Okay, they did. All right. Her name's Holly Golightly, and then yeah. I'm like, and then my entire brain was like, no, it's not. Fuck that name. <laughs> um, her outfit. I even before I saw um even before I saw the movie I knew this outfit because it's instantly iconic. It's really good. You have the um the black? Yeah, you got the black dress, the necklace and the tiara, but also the sunglasses to show that she's not actually like wearing this because she likes it. She's wearing this as part of an image and her true self who's far more casual is um is sh- shining through even if those are expensive sunglasses hmm. um hmm. that's uh yeah i don't think of like i have nothing to say to that because i don't think of clothes <laughs> so um i don't either to be fair but something about this outfit was really striking hmm. it seemed like a facade like a mask she was wearing and the entire thing is about how she's pretending to be rich in order to get in with rich people okay so yes she's definitely like that's the whole point of the movie is that she wants to get in with rich people she's she's i to me it was like she is like like if we look at her as like society in general like the average person who is trying desperately to be wealthier than they are and to like keep up with the joneses if you were even though they can't um and it's like dude just be yourself and it's like no 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 i need to try to be this i need to be with these people and it was like no dude just like chill out wear some jeans or some shit and like (laughs) hang out like that's what so that's the the two dudes in the movie like to me represent that like one dude is like her aspirations of like 
going because you know she's she's going for the two different dudes in the movie i can't remember them because it's been forever since i've seen it um but the one guy is like you said like like hey you know paul, person paul like, uh paul is the like everyday guy right uh, i think so right okay yeah um so there's paul and then you got doc uh gullard fuck me uh then you got doc you got paul and doc okay so doc is the like the high society that she's trying to aspire to and if she can marry him she'll be in now what does being in mean it means you sell your soul for a price of gold or she could go with paul who is just like the everyday schlub who will never be rich he'll just be an everyday person but she can be herself with him so it's the whole thing is like which does she choose and in the end she finally does choose to go with paul and she's all the better for it i mean isn't that like the very end of the movie though so i assume that she's all the better for it (laughs) yeah you hope i I like to hope i think so this doesn't seem like it'd have a dark ending where it like uh what's that movie where uh this guy runs away from his marriage and then they end up in a car together and then there's a shot uh and it's like oh shit what have i done oh that's the graduate yeah the graduate yeah the last shot of the graduate really saved the movie from being cliche and stupid um these are at opposite ends because I'm sure was the graduate seventies or was that sixties? I think I that remember. was at least seventies. Um, so they're like at opposite ends. Like this was so this is uh, comes out in the sixties, right? And it's uh, 61. like sixty one, right? So so this comes out like um, oh Perks wow, Tiffany's comes out in the beginning. Sixty seven is the graduate. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so so these are the opposite. This is showing the U.S. in transition culturally, right? So the first one, Breakfast at Tiffany's, is like the idealized, right? And then the latter is like the realistic. Because this was the beginning of, this was cinema pushing away from the idealized, stylistic, you could be better. And then moving to, nope, this is real. (laughs) So like more realistic, somewhat gritty. Like, so it's the beginning of that split. And these two movies one at the beginning and one towards the end of the decade are like really good examples of that. Breakfast at like Tiffany's, Breakfast at Tiffany's, I don't know if it's a satire or if it's legit um, because it feels like this would be a premise for a satire, but I don't know if Breakfast at Tiffany's is the satire or if people would satirize that later because this entire thing feels like it could be a sitcom. In fact, I'm pretty sure something similar to like pretending to be rich and then finding out that you're not, it doesn't matter, has happened in a lot of rom-coms. Yeah, that's, again, this is you going back and watching the origin of that cliche. Ah, that's prob- that's true. Yeah. Um, it's interesting seeing origins of stuff that I've seen a hundred times. Yep. That might it's be a- why it's not that special because I've seen it a lot. But this is like where it started. Yeah, um, that that's kind of what the whole point of this podcast is, though. It's for you to for you to do just that, for you to see, like, like um, I want to talk about something that we haven't talked about yet. But um, all right, then talk about it. No, I'm saying like I, I was going to mention something. And I'm like, we haven't talked about that. That come out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> that's why I was like, don't do that, Jackie. That was my that was my verbal cue of hey, no. Um, so anyway, like the whole point of this is like, 
I'm the jaded movie buff who's like forgotten more than you've seen <laughs> because I barely remember this movie. Um, <laughs> but I've seen it like a couple times at least. Um, but and then but this is the 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 fun part for me is like hearing you experience movies that I've forgotten for the first time and you're like wait what how did that happen? like oh and it's interesting for like you to be like oh it's so cliche and I'm like yeah this is the origin of that cliche and you're like really and I feel like this has happened every single week so far this year I mean yeah <laughs> I, so- I like it and you need to keep and you need to keep reminding me that the reason it's cliche is because people keep copying it it's like Dirty Harry I saw Dirty Harry and I was like have I seen uh Dirty Harry or every cop movie ever yeah, and, that's, and, and that's because everyone copies copies it. Okay, so now you can understand why I waited so long to see Jaws because I had seen every shark movie ever except for Jaws. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's not going to be special to me because like, so this was when I was in my 20s and 30s. I was like, I'm never going to watch certain movies. The Shining was on that list. The original Jaws was on that list because I've like I was like I've seen I'd seen the sequels I'd seen all I'd seen like Deep Blue Sea I'd seen fuck I'd seen Sharknado I'd seen so <laughs> many I'd seen everything that was based on the premise of the original that to me like I the way I saw it was like the, I'm never going to appreciate it as a classic the way that everybody else did because they saw that first and so for me I was like I'm not going to see it. And then that choice was taken away from me when my friends were like, hey, you're at our house and we're watching movies. We're putting this one in. Like, fuck off. You're going to watch it. And I was like, eh, I mean. I think whatever. the main difference between Jaws and every shark movie ever is that Jaws is good and the rest of them aren't. Like every yeah, single like, one I of think them. Deep Blue Sea is good. I liked that one. Yeah, but like in a um, cheesy, cliche, stupid way. Like, Jaws is the only one that's legit good because it has great characters and the shark isn't the focus. It's the characters and their responses to the shark. The rest of them, it's just like, we're doing shark things. We're going to do Deep Blue Sea. Is that the one with Samuel Jackson? Probably. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, is it the one with Samuel Jackson gets eaten? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I okay. saw that. I saw that as a gif. And then I'm like, I have to see the context of that. And it didn't disappoint. It, so in that movie, the sharks weren't the main focus. Yeah, but it, the characters were stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the that's the alien effect of like, or not alien, but like, I call it the Prometheus effect of like, there's a trope in movies where like, and not really a trope, but like, it's just a thing that happens where you have these people who in real life should be brilliant making the dumbest decisions ever mm-hmm. and you're like like in the reason i say prometheus effect is because in the movie prometheus they arrive on a planet and they walk around and they're like they their sensors say that the planet is oxygen rich so they just take off their helmets and it's like whoa whoa, whoa 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 like i'm not a scientist and i'm like you don't know what's in that air yeah it's just like it has oxygen it might have carbon monoxide or the air pressure might be shite you or there could be spores of dangerous yeah. alien shit that could infect you. You know, take off your fucking helmet is the point when you're out of the ship. And then, um, and then like, he, he, they also do things like, they're like, oh, here's something I don't know. Uh, like, I've never seen before. Let me, like, poke with a scratch stick. and sniff. It, right? Exactly. Instead of taking massive amounts of pictures 
and then you know with the helmet on grabbing samples no which is what real scientists would do these guys are like hey i'm gonna take off all this protective gear and just touch it with my finger <laughs> and so you got shit like that this is why the that- crocodile hunter wasn't a scientist <laughs> right so you've got shit like that in movies and that to me that's what happened in deep blue sea was like yeah you have these brilliant scientists that are like hey i'm a genius like my position would have me be a genius in real life and so because in movies we can't show like around the way to show around character is like oh this person is really really smart so in order to balance that out and make them seem human we're gonna have them do something really really stupid and then but then it's okay because we're gonna give them a heroic death later see balance cue thanos everything's perfectly balanced right so um that's the problem deep blue sea suffered from but that is not what we're talking about today we're talking about holly golightly anything you want to say about uh breakfast at tiffany's her outfit is iconic and i can't remember most of it you can't remember your what i can't remember most of it but i can remember that outfit and that's probably a problem because the other two you know what i remember about this movie the most i remember um parties and um like parties in her apartment and like paul trying to talk to her but like not being able to and like that's it yeah it's just the the i think the the thing you know i don't remember is the actual story but all the characters i'm just like yeah they were fun they were fun characters (laughs) this isn't special and the fact that people say that it is special shows the difference of watching this first and then seeing all the others copy and improve on it and which is interesting because the fact that everyone copied this means that they got the formula they used the formula and then they added to it yes um also like i said there's a there's a bit of nostalgia goggles that that um people have when they watch it and there's a song based on this movie yeah breakfast at tiffany's yeah i've Um, heard that song a lot yeah um i did not know the context once again i thought her name was tiffany um <laughs> that took me a while to get over the fact that <laughs> tiffany was the name of the store That's i thought hilarious. do you know what i thought i th- i thought the okay. upper class thing i thought that she was upper class and she'd throw all these parties and then feel empty inside because of it and the breakfast would be at breakfast at her place um and no one stayed for breakfast or something that's the story so you thought she was like a female archer yeah sure interesting um yeah i think that could be why this movie was so disappointing to you because that's not at all it. No, no it's not and the thing that it is is um it's different and something that mm-hmm. i've seen in sitcoms every sitcom all of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not this movie's fault it's just the timing that i saw it which it sucks because see now you see why i refuse to watch jaws and the shining because i was like i've literally seen it memed to death i've seen all the gifts i've seen all i've had all of the breakdowns because there's the thing like as a i movie saw buff, for, for the shining i saw the simpsons version of that before i saw the movie me too that was my thing like i'd seen i was a movie buff right like i literally i went to art school for video production because at the time there weren't film schools because i'm that old um <laughs> and well at the time the only film school was part of usc mm-hmm. so like um there was a there was i think there was one school in south carolina that had a film school division that i got accepted to but by then i was just like i'm over it i'm not going to, i'm not doing college but um <laughs> anywho that was 
house out of nowhere. Anyway, um, so I like you when you're in like right when you're in community college and you take a film course and you're like, I'm gonna learn everything about all film ever, and you decide to like binge every movie that's ever been made. Which was and- my original premise for this pod for my original podcast. We should have been called Cinematic Adventures for the record, because it's a very fitting name. Fuck you were, when you thought of that title, I'm like, this is way better title. Um <laughs> yeah, that- this reminds me of it reminds me of that episode of Archer when Cyril's like you, we we do stir fry every Friday. Do you know what that's called? And Archer's like stir Fridays. And he's like, oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great line. <laughs> that was a great line. I love it. He's like, that's way better. <laughs> yeah, right, you can keep it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we never knew what the original name was because no, because it wasn't like, as good. Oh, that's better. <laughs> so yeah, that's my. That was why I I liked having the original premise and why I like having uh why I like having you as a co-host is because it's like, I want to learn about cinema. I want to go beyond my bubble and, and figure out movies. Even um, if I have to drag you kicking and screaming. Yeah. Making you watch classic films like The Godfather. Which is just so long. It's, it's objectively great. And all the dialogue is spectacular, but it's also nine hours. And then you yes. want me to watch the third one, which is not, it's just, it's just not good at all. Um, but how do you know? You haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Anyway. Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's good. It's been done to death. And now after it's dead, I saw it again. <laughs> also, uh, okay. there's cats. So and I love the cats. What's your next film on the list? Much better. I really like My Fair Lady a lot. And oh, I, My Fair Lady, okay. I saw, um, so... You instantly became more British when you just said the title. I, I love, okay. I love it. I love it so much. And then I saw the, like, the, the, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a video on YouTube that talks about the Oscars and they were talking about, uh, My Fair Lady versus Mary Poppins. Um... I think it was Mary Poppins. Let me check. Yeah, because Mary Poppins also came out in 1964. So, My Fair Lady is uh, this, I think it was a Broadway play. I think it was on Broadway. It was definitely a play. And Julie Andrews played said Fair Lady. Um, (laughs) Eliza? Eliza. She played Eliza Mm -hmm. on Broadway. And then, um, and then uh, Warner Brothers. And then had a daughter and named her Eliza. Yeah, and then Warner Brothers named, uh, uh, wanted to get Audrey Hepburn to play Eliza in the movie and then dubbed her voice. And mm-hmm. Julie Andrews played Mary Poppins the same year in a musical and everyone was fucking salty that um, Audrey Hepburn played Eliza in My Fair Lady and couldn't sing and was dubbed. <laughs> And the fact that she was dubbed ruined her chances of getting the Oscar because everyone was bitter. <laughs> and aside from the fact that she was dubbed, she's fucking good. It's, uh-huh. she's, she's got a great performance. And frankly, considering that everyone these days is auto-tuned, dubbing is way better. Hire a professional uh-huh. singer. Yeah, do that. Instead of auto-tuning uh-huh. um, uh, Emma Watson, you bastards. She can't sing or act. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the Harry Potter fan. 
I mean, she was good as a kid because she was playing a kid. She was basically playing herself. Anyway, Audrey Hepburn, My Fair Lady, Eliza, she's great. And the fact that Mary, and she got screwed over because without her permission or knowledge or input, they dubbed her over. And so instead of anyone talking about how great her performance was, they just talked about the fact that she couldn't sing. <laughs> so while uh, My Fair Lady uh, got nominated for and won a bunch of Oscars, Eliza, uh, Audrey Hepburn didn't. See, I think that's another, um, that shows another turn in US culture because prior to that, it was, it was common, like actors weren't, weren't expected to be able to sing, they just dub them. Yeah. Um, but then in the 60s, you had people like Barbara Streisand, who it's like, well, why would you dub her? You just let her dub herself. And you have people like Julie Andrews who can't, you know, so you had, you had legit superstars or you had legit actors who had a voice. Like, honestly, that's what propelled Barbara Streisand to, to like the stratosphere of stardom is because she not only could act, she could also sing. And then they had her doing concerts and it was like, oh, we can have her do like all the things. And it's just her. We don't have to pay anybody else. And she was like, yeah, speaking of, give me more money. Um, <laughs> so... So yeah, um, Audrey Hepburn was was not that person, but um, but it's again like the, it it shows the split because you know unless you were a Barbara Streisand or Julie Andrews, yeah you're gonna get dubbed, and and really I think what happened was Audrey Hepburn thought she was a better singer than she was, and she assumed she worked like really hard on the songs and assumed that her work was gonna be shown. And then it was kind of like the dude who played Vader in uh, Star Wars. Like, like the guy who was in the costume actually said the lines as they, you know, that's how everybody's reacting properly because on the set, he was saying the lines. And he but didn't then, know he was going to get dubbed over? Yeah. And have then when the movie that? comes out, it's James Earl Jones. Who, have you, like, seen, that, the, have you seen that original voice. thing with the, with the original voice? I've seen like a clip of him yeah. like saying stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, there's no way I would have. Like, what the fuck? I, yeah, there's no way I would have taken Star Wars seriously at all if that was the voice of Vader. It's probably, <laughs> probably there a good are thing. dubs that are fucking hilarious. Where mm. like people do dubs with like a high pitched voice. <laughs> it's, it's like no, no, I am your father, and you just can't take it seriously. It is hysterical. Mm. Yeah, you need you the it. voice of James L. Jones. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Okay, so back uh, so, to uh, aside from dubbing, um, hmm. she's great and I like it a lot. I like the story. Story's really nice because it's like because this uh, is the story. The this rich guy, uh, I think he takes a bet that he can turn someone who's uh, lower class into an upper class lady, and then, um, and then. She, there's a great scene where she's trying to act all prim and proper at a horse racing track, and then her horse starts winning or losing, I forget which, and she's like, oh, come on, you bastard! Something like that. And it's just <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's so funny. And she has amazing hats. She is essentially the exact opposite of the character that she is, she was in the last film. I, I, I watch these as like uh, back-to-back, and mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a musical for one. I had no idea mm-hmm. it was a musical. So when they start thinking, I'm like, what the fuck? And I felt, I felt like that's how people that don't like musicals usually react to uh-huh. musicals. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Accurate. oh, cool. It's a musical, I guess. And then off of that, I learned that it was uh, about Julie Andrews and everything that happened with it. But it, it was, they started singing, and I'm like, wait a minute. And this was the best bit. <laughs> this was the best bit. I was like, wait a minute. This fucking happened on a Family Guy episode. I saw the. I See saw, what I mean? I saw the. Like I saw everything the for you. <laughs> I saw the everything for you is pop culture in reverse. Uh-huh. But it's so much better. Oh my gosh! It's so much better here as the original, which is good because I'm glad that like just because I saw what was referencing it doesn't mean that I automatically don't like it because I saw it somewhere else first. Because. <laughs> The, the, the entire Family Guy episode was a parody of this, and I had absolutely no idea. But I did know wow. all the songs. I knew all the songs wow. because of that stupid episode of a show that I don't like, which is amazing. Wow. Oh, her hat is you amazing. Are, you are a case study, let me tell you. Oh, um, I'm glad you... They, it's like you started me in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, when you say my fair lady, I think the rain and spine falls, falls mainly in the plane. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's trying, yeah, she's trying to learn how to speak all proper and upper class and British. And yeah, so well, she is British, but she's she's uh, what is it, Scouse? Yeah, is that what it's called? I think sure. It's where it's like the the lower class British, where it's like basically like the equivalent of like ghetto British. <laughs> and he's like, no, just stop hurting my ears. Just say it the way I say it. <laughs> it's really good because she, she learns like, she learns how to be an upper class and a lady. And, and she also learns uh, how to get what she wants. But also she's like, fuck all of this. I hate all of you, this sucks. And then she just leaves. I was waiting for you to point out the fact that this is like, cause this is very much like breakfast and Tiffany's. Yeah. It's Tiffany's, stupid breakfast and like, Tiffany's, but the opposite. No, I mean in that like tropes came from this. Oh yeah. Because you remember when I was saying like, Oh yeah, it's kind of like little, or not little woman. Um, like pretty woman. Yeah. Pretty woman is a remake of this. For the record. I didn't, I haven't seen pretty woman. I was, oh, I saw well, little women. There you not. No, not the same thing. Similar title, not the same. Yeah, not nobody's a hooker in that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, Pretty Woman is um, is where Julia Roberts is a hooker, and um, it they they change the prem. It's the same thing, but they change the premise of why it's happening. So, like in this movie, and My Fair Lady. I can't remember the, his character's name, so I'm just going to call him Rex. <laughs> um, sure. Rex decides, like you said, Rex decides, like, Professor. Um, oh, there's so many movies. Um, Professor Henry all Higgins. She wants, have you seen that? Was it All She Wants? Professor Henry Higgins. Rex Professor is Henry better. Higgins, yeah. um, there's a 90s movie. Basically, every 90s comedy was like, every 90s rom com. Was it All She Wants? I'm, I can't remember. Anyway, it, there was a movie. It's there all any movies where a guy is like, I'm going to transform this fugly girl who is not fugly. She's just like a beautiful woman with different makeup. Yeah, it, because that's how we roll. The worst part. Um, the like, worst I'm one of transform those. Her. The worst one of those was Catwoman, 
was just that she's wearing an ugly sweater and she's right. barely got a bad haircut. Right. Um, so it, it's um, where like you, this, the guy decides, oh, I'm going to transform this, this like poor schlub into the type of woman I would want to date. Which and then, and he has every, gross. right. Well, uh, it, it's a trope. <laughs> like, I'm going to transform this woman into this, this, like this wretched, miserable troll person <laughs> into a beautiful woman that can like be on my level that I would be seen talking to. But of course, then I'm just going to dump her. Like that's always the plan. I'm just, I'm going to do it. And then I, and then like, fuck her. I'm walking away. But you know what? how awesome of me because i taught her something but then in the process <laughs> of doing it he's like oh i love you and, and then she's just like you know she always has that moment where she's like oh, you were just fucking with me like you didn't have me you didn't actually you chose me a perfect random stranger and chose to <laughs> bring me up to your station in life and you were just gonna dump me back on the ground to where i you know to whence i came and he's like, I mean, yeah, but now you're hot, so <laughs> and let's do this. And then she's like, I mean, it is. I I I don't want to go back to where I was. So okay, like that's pretty much the trope. What what was the <laughs> movie that you picked for one of your birthday movies that I really loved? I forget the title. Sure, I only had like ninety. No, so, but I mean, the one that yeah, is exactly really like this. <laughs> Fuck if I remember, man. <laughs> Do you oh, remember I when I was like, the, yeah, uh, I the mirror with to two faces. Oh, okay. Um, do you remember when I'm like, I listened to these episodes as like, as an audience member, because after the words have left my mouth, I have no idea what the fuck I said. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, you're so, going to love this one because it's unbelievable what you said at the start. Um, I, so. I, I doubt that. So My Fair Lady is a sitcom trope now, but like. Indeed. Really works. It works in its context. Um, it is also, called All She also, Wants. Oh, there's um, a really stupid Usher dance. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's All She Wants. I don't know. Um, I'll figure it out. Also, she has amazing <laughs> outfits. I can't emphasize enough how much I want her hats. Okay. Her hat is amazing. It's got like 95 feathers. Sure. What the fuck is that hat? I mean, it's a hat. I can't tell. I'm not the person. Like, I know that this is like, oh, horror of horrors. Because... I like most women are most women I think would be like oh I know and then they could go on like talking an hour about just the clothes I can't remember what she was fucking wearing because that's not like I'm, I'm a story person I don't give a shit about the aesthetics I'm like oh pretty but the, what they're saying is stupid like the, that's the, that's the, where my mindset her is. outfits her outfits um fit in she's the all that sorry okay yeah you're right that was the no is that the Amanda Bynes one? No. Um, it's like Usher's in it, Freddie Prince Jr. And um, I'm thinking of. a chick that oh. I can't remember. <laughs> no, never mind. What? I was thinking of something else. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not great, but it's the, pretty much the same thing as this. I, I think the out, her outfits and everyone else's outfits fit in with the stuff that it's just like, in order to be upper class, you must be over the top and... Um, on the point of ridiculousness and i mean you've seen the hunger games yeah i have that's got to be a, yeah. that's a satire on the upper class as well and i mean is it well <laughs> it's a satire or is on it a mirror 
<laughs> um, so yeah, My Fair Lady, amazing. It's, it's great. Uh, Audrey Hepburn is, this is her best performance out of the three. Okay, did we explain the plot? Um, yeah, sort of. Okay. You want to explain the sure. plot better? I, well, because I don't remember. I was like, I remember talking about the movie, but I don't remember, like, did we actually say this is what happens? I don't okay. Um, anyway, it's the, the a, a rich, version is... A rich person, the, um, I think, makes a bet that he can take someone that's lower class and oh, make yeah, we her did. Okay. extremely popular. I, we did yes. explain that. Yeah, we did. And then he was, originally, he was going to, like, toss her back out to the street and be like, be done with you. But then he was like, oh, but now she's hot. And I kind of want her. <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, we did. Uh, and then we okay. explained that. So it was remember when I said, like, as time. the words leave my mouth, I don't remember? Yeah. Plus you're kidding. tired. This is all true. We're <laughs> very tired. All, it's all true. <laughs> okay, here's a question. You've seen Julie Andrews in things. Would she have Indeed. been good, better than uh, Audrey Hepburn in this movie? Uh... Script as is. I don't know because you know I don't know it's hard to say because you just have to see them like um I think I think she would have been as good I don't think I definitely She'll don't definitely think she would have be been worse. as good but I don't the, at the same time um would we think of the movie what we do had she been the person and not cuz here's the thing when you see like Audrey Hepburn is pretty much a blank canvas we can project onto her she's kind of like the keanu reeves of like mm -hmm. the 60s right like you can <laughs> put whatever person you reeves, want to basically on that character. the same right um but julie andrews like she comes with the personality so even when she's playing a character like we see her as a certain thing right right so would that have worked is my question i'm gonna give it a solid maybe <laughs> Aussies, man, you can't ever commit to something and be like, yes, no. Like, I knew you were gonna say maybe <laughs> the moment you said solid. I was like, he's not gonna. Yeah, not gonna I this was all a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the movie. Uh, she'd definitely be a better singer, and she might have won see, the Oscar. And she won the Oscar. That's the for, other part. She won the Oscar for Mary Poppins. Um, I think because she, uh, people didn't like Audrey Hepburn mm -hmm. um, taking over her role because all the news coverage, all of it was uh, Ju um, Julie Andrews should have been in My Fair Lady instead of Audrey Hepburn. Okay, which is but not think fair to Andrews. either Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins or Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. Right, but okay, so think think of Ma think of Mary Poppins. Think of Julie Andrews and like her mostly upbeat style of doing things would that have worked with the depressing reality that the character goes through you know it is starts out in and then in the middle ends up in again when she was like fuck this i'm out well i'm gonna say um, yes for the for the very important reason that she's playing this cat she was playing this character on stage true okay yeah she was playing her character on stage, which me, is why Julie Andrews, everyone wanted her to play it in the movie. Um, and then Julie Andrews um, is also a great screen actor. So I'm going to say, yeah, that it would have worked. It would have been different. Um, yes. But it, I think it would have worked. 
yeah, maybe I'm just not a fan of hypotheticals. Um, and also from now on, when somebody says Mary Poppins, I automatically think of one of two things because I have Marvel brain. Um, <laughs> cool. So I either think, I, yeah, I either think a Mary Poppins, y'all, from um, yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 2, or I think of uh, Leia Mary Poppinsing her way back to the ship in God, The Last Jedi. That's so dumb. And we were like, what the fuck? No, no, for so many reasons. Anyway, Mary Poppins. So that's why, like, I try so hard for it to be a Mary Poppins, y'all, because that's just. (laughs) I mean, it's still sad because then he dies, and you're like, (laughs) but um, prior to his death, his self-sacrifice, it was funny. Yeah. Um, I should watch My Fair Lady again. It was so good. You know, I just didn't watch it again. I should have watched any of these again so that I could be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. I could remember things and talk about them <laughs> instead of being like, yeah, these are movies and they happened and I've seen them. <laughs> so- the fact that you said, you said uh, before we recorded that you've forgotten most things about Audrey Hepburn, which is uh-huh. not great because now we're relying on me. Well. <laughs> and that should never happen. <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, I totally forgot <laughs> that we were doing Audrey Hepburn and I just woke up. Um, so normally what would have happened is the slight bit of uh, preparation that I do for the podcast is like, what's the topic? Audrey Hepburn. Okay, cool. Uh, let me watch some trailers of the, like, what are the movies that you watched? You saw Breakfast at Tiffany's and My Fair Lady. All right. Let me watch a couple trailers to just like reacquaint myself with it. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, got it. I remember that movie. But I literally woke up the minute we were supposed to start recording. So <laughs> there was zero time for any of that. So I'm just kind of bulldozing through. Like, I did, I have seen these films. I, that's why I'm like, yeah, it was the one character, the one scene with that one guy. And then the thing happened. Uh, <laughs> you're now seeing inside my brain. <laughs> Say hi to Candace because she's in there too. She's trying to get out, been desperately trying for like decades. But yeah, this is this is how my brain works, okay? So that's a reference to Welcome something. Welcome to it. I normally try to shelter you guys from that by doing like a modicum of preparation. <laughs> but like in the moment, life's kind of shit right now. So like, you get what you get. Next week will be better. I can tell you that. Really? <laughs> so will it I don't know why I'm yelling. It's just <laughs> life's happening. So what you said you liked uh my fair lady yeah my fair lady and is way better than breakfast at tiffany's yeah, yeah me I, too. I think i think it's because of um of audrey hepburn's acting in it it's like oh she's really good in this instead of i think it's because of literally everybody else because when i saw this movie as a kid i liked literally everybody else more um I think, like I said, Rex, um, who Doctor Rex is great. The hell is I love I love both Rex and Eliza as a as a duo. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Rex Harrison played um, the professor on stage as well. Ah, but did you know this? No. The character of Stewie Griffin <laughs> in Family Guy is based on Rex Harrison. Oh no way. I believe you entirely. <laughs> that's why he's like, that's why for one, he has a British accent <laughs> some of the times. 
and two, why he's such a cheeky bastard. <laughs> that's that's like the basis of his character. Is that? Uh, I thought you were kidding. Um, I I um, I knew who was playing Rex Harrison's character uh, in that parody. I didn't know that he was actually based on him. Yeah, that's what. Well, from what I've seen from Seth MacFarlane giving interviews, he's like, yeah, basically based him on that. Um, <laughs> okay, so anything else you want to say about My Fair Lady? Uh, it's, it's really good. It's so good. Okay. And I'm really glad that I saw it. That you saw it. Well, hello, my name is Simon. That's every, every time you say <laughs> saw, that's what I think of. Anywho, because like, why do Brits put an R at the end of a word that's supposed to end in a vowel sound? Anywho, the same reason, um, the same reason that we add U to everything, to confuse Americans. That's why we do pretty much everything we do. I believe it. I do. I, yeah. Okay. So what's your, what's your next Audrey Fest film? Ooh, that's what we should call this. Audrey, Audrey Fest. Fest. Daniel goes on an Audrey Fest. I'm sure you'll make it up. Got, By the way, when you think about it, you've got to think Audrey Fest. <laughs> Audrey Fest. So, like, you go say it like that. Oh, yeah. In your head. Yes, quite. Yeah. Quite what, what's the way? Um, By the way, I saw your tweet. Uh, My tweet, okay. You, sent, you made a Doctor Who post where you're like, <laughs> and where you're like, it, explain, explain why Daniel hates women. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. You bitch. Ah. <laughs> okay, so it was great, a fun but fact. without context, you just make better. To be fair, first of all, to be fair, I did warn you. Because oh, you yeah. told me you got to shove the phrase timey wibbly wobbly appreciate, whatever the fuck. I appreciate that you shoved in wibbly wobbly timey wibbly. I appreciate and that I was you did like, it on that one. Uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, but you're not going to like it. And he was like, oh, just do it. This is awesome. And I was like, mm, you, it, is, you're not. it is fucking awesome. <laughs> but like, I hate you. <laughs> so, so the, <laughs> the funny part is, okay, so Daniel records and edits the actual podcast and then i do the post right so any if you see anything on social media unless you're on twitter if someone is actually engaging with you on twitter that's daniel yeah but, but post that you see you also put me. the posts on twitter i do and it's yeah and, and then they pop up on my timeline and you never tell me what they are because you I want my yeah. honest reaction and like so that, usually that's i just yeah that's what usually i, I just to. message you but on this, I have to be, I have to address the fact that that was gold. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's the funny work. part is that like with Daniel, he didn't. So you guys, like the uh, the regular audience, get to see the post at the same time as Daniel. He has no idea what's coming until he just checks Twitter and he's like, "Oh, here's here's a post from me." <laughs> it's like because it's because you know it's him. So he'll he'll log into Twitter and it'll be like, here's something you posted, and he'll be like, oh, oh, and so <laughs> he gets the I get the reaction in real time. Now, could I just send everything to him when I'm done, and then he can see it and like laugh all at once? Yes, but where's the fun in that? I like the organic reaction mm. of him going, you motherfucker. It's so much funnier this way, at least for me. I miss <laughs> me too. It's so good, but also, damn it. Because <laughs> by then, like if he wants to change anything, it's too late. It's already uh, out there. People have seen it, <laughs> like the one today. That I have says, no power. 
Uh, yeah, and I... <laughs> I'm slowly learning that the only thing I have power over is the editing, and I'm way too lazy to make you sound bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, it takes me a long time to do all of these. It does make because there's feel like I don't just like put stuff together like there's market research that I do into it like keywords and tags and all that shit it takes me a long time mm. it takes me like a full day to do all of the ones that I do for a week <laughs> so because I have to like figure out what to write like what to say how to put it together and then it's like I put it together and then I'm like no that's the color contrast is off and then I have to change it and then I have to go search for something else and it's yeah so it's, it takes me a long time but anyway um because it takes me so long, I'm like, well, fuck it. This is going to be entertaining. Uh, it and better so the be payoff entertaining. For me, <laughs> the payoff for me is Daniel's real-time reaction to, like, you bitch. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's why I do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the one today that came out was, like, um, <laughs> it, I, so it's I, with, I it's with Doctor Who. Because yeah. I um, because I don't like the seasons that Jodie Whittaker's in, and I explain them very well. She's like, "Yeah, so why do you hate women?" And <laughs> and I yeah. So this one just says Daniel explains why he hates women. It has to do with wibbly wobbly timey wimey something or other. And the reason why I did that is because he was like, "Hey, when you're doing the post, put that in there." And I'm like, "The fuck? Like, how am I supposed to fit that?" And he was like, "No, just do it. You you can do it." Go ahead, just do it. To be fair, you did do it. I was right. I did. I, I, and I also did it. warn you. I was like, you know, I'm going to do it, but it's going to be at your own peril. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, I don't think you realize what I mean by that. No, no, it is fine. And it worked so well. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so now your third non-Holly Golightly Doolittle <laughs> film of Audrey Hepburn. Uh, it's Sabrina. Sabrina! I like Sabrina. Have you seen the remake of this before we get started? No, on I haven't. All I knew before. about it was that I was that was that I was trying to look up images uh, to tweet about uh, about Sabrina, and all of it was Sabrina uh, the, from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> she's been overtaken by the witch, and I oh, filthy bastard. Oh yeah. Anyway, Audrey Hepburn stars as Sabrina. Who is twenty-two or sixteen or something? I think they say she's twenty-two. She played. She's twenty. The uh, Audrey Hepburn was twenty-five in nineteen fifty-four, which is when the movie came out. Or she was twenty-four when this movie came out. I think she. They say that she's twenty-two, and I'm like, that's fine. But he's like fifty. Yeah. So this is a rom-com. Um, Indeed. And it's My Fair Lady, but My Fair Lady happens, like, off screen. Um, she goes to Paris to learn how to cook. And then she uh, goes on this journey of self-improvement. And, is, and then she's like, I'm totally over, what's his name? David. Was that her dad? No, David was the one brother. Sick. I am totally over David. 100% over <laughs> David's David. David's the younger brother, the one yeah. that's the playboy. <laughs> I'm totally over David, 100%. And she's getting married anyway, so that's cool. And then she comes back and is like, I can, like, I, I know he's engaged, but like, that doesn't matter. It's not like they're married yet. So she tries to get David back, and then she and um, Humphrey Bogart 
who is uh, Linus start to fall in love anyway. And I'm like, good, because I hate the cliche of that started with, um, we brought up that movie like half an hour ago. Or if I was, The Graduate. No, it didn't even start with The Graduate because that was in 1967. I I was going to say, this movie came out a decade before that, but okay. So I feel like The Graduate was a commentary on this cliche, which this this movie, to be fair, also dodged uh, with a silver bullet. Um, It's great. She names her fucking I'm waiting with bated breath for you to mention the cliche because you keep saying the cliche but you don't say what it is. Oh, the cliche is that um, is that you can uh, is that established relationships can be broken up and you can go into happiness by just running away immediately. Just having Ah, a fling for like a week and then it's just like fine. It's like the people that go into that run into weddings and like, I love you. It doesn't matter that you spent like months with these people or possibly years and have this decided throughout an organic process to fall in love and get married. I, last weekend was really good. I call that the romantic song effect. Mm. Cause like, if you think of like pretty much any sync song, it's like, look, I know you're dating this other dude. But come on! <laughs> That's pretty much. And it's like, dude, just ditch him. Come with me. You know you want to. <laughs> yeah. So That's the basis. And in movies, like there's in movies in rom rom coms, the trope is specifically to convince women to leave the men they're with to be with another man. So the and fact that Sabrina the first, versus that. Yeah, the first movie that enough. flips. Um, the first movie along that. Well, yes and no. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, sure. the first movie to me that flipped it was My Best Friend's Wedding when um, Julia Roberts was going after the dude who was in a relationship and trying to get him to break up with the friend, with her, uh, with his fiance to be with her. Um, the, mo- the reason why I, I don't count this movie is because she's not trying to, to me, it's not her going after the married man. He's in on it too. <clears throat> but he's in on it too. No, so he's to me he's but huh? David David is engaged. She, he's going to get married and she wants him. Yeah. Well see and that to, so to me it okay, so the reason why I say it's not part of that is because for one she's very much she has very much unrealistic expectations with reality when it She named her dog David comes to David. And I think that's why Linus being so much older is like she she was a child essentially <clears throat> so that's why i think it was important that or not important but like i think that's why it was good that linus was there linus is david's older brother and he is like he's a bachelor and um yeah he kind of is is in love with her but he also was like hey this isn't gonna end the way you think it's gonna end like he's engaged he's not gonna come with you and she's like, but I love him. And it's like overly dramatic and feigns a suicide. It's attempt. so funny. So but to me, oh, it's does not she, so much she was so what trying happened? to get him to break up. It's just that she was that unrealistic. I See mean, what I mean? All right. I, I get that there's an important difference, but I feel like this is still commenting on something. Or maybe it isn't. It it's commenting on her naivety to mm, me. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I guess Which is why it, guess the older, the much older brother is the one who had to be like, he's very much like a father figure to her. Which is weird yeah, because they're gross. fucking dating. 
that's why I said this is getting gross. This is, but this it, is it the, basically this is the thing though. Like, so they, she doesn't end up going with David. She ends up um, falling in love with Linus, but she, he's like fifty or something. I think yeah. So this is the beginning. To me, it was the beginning of the like father figure trope where like the woman the naive young woman falls for the older man who what she's actually going for is the father figure but she ends up in a romantic relationship you know what i'm saying that to me is the trope for this um because um, she's like, so i have to bring up the other movie because there's two versions of this there's this one okay the 1954 version, and then there's like a 1995 version that has sure. Harrison Ford and um, some other people. Okay, before you and, bring that up, though, I want to say a couple more things about this one, and then we can compare the two, because I haven't seen the other one. Uh, one, he's basically Willy Wonka with plastic. He's just like, hey, look at this thing I've invented with plastic, and it's a hammock, uh, and it's a clear hammock, because it's made out of things. And then he's like, look, all of these people can stand on this plastic. And I'm like, when did plastic get invented? Because it seems like it's a miracle thing in the 50s. So I want to know when it got invented. I mean, I'm sure a Google search can help you with that. I mean, all right, fine. <laughs> Look, I don't you know, know the history of the world. Fine, fair enough. <laughs> um, um, uh, so the reason why I bring up... he, but, uh, I like that it's established that um, he's willing to throw literally everything, like this billion-dollar company, away and um so that she could be happy with david and then david comes back he's like you're clearly in love with her just go like you're rich and because we're rich i stopped the boat for a bit so just go run and he's like all right and then he does yeah and i i and that that seems important because it shows that he's willing to he's clearly in love with her and it's not just oh okay uh and it's not just like weird and and gross i mean it is weird but it's not yeah. it's not something that i can't get over well because it, it works in the movie mm. it, like when you're watching the movie you're rooting for her to be with linus the whole time because you're like clearly it's not going to work for you and david yeah it's definitely and, not going to work for them yeah and to me she's got like this childish like for to me her obsession with david was like a childish obsession with like the way a teenager obsesses over like boy bands and she's like oh my god i love him i will marry him and then the I mean, like reality is like these are real people who have their own lives and you don't even know them and like that to me was linus's role of like hello reality wake up don't do that <laughs> okay so I mean, the, the plastic bottle uh plastic bottles were first um commercially um uh, available in 1947 so uh-huh. uh plastic for commercial use was started in the 50s so it makes sense that this company was based around all of this uh all of these things that you can do with plastic so yeah. i get it that's why he's the willy wonka of plastic sure i mean okay so it works here and context is very important because it works here and it's not as weird and gross as it could have been true Okay, so in the in the ninety five one, mm-hmm. the reason why I bring that up is because the, I've seen the ninety five one more. Um, it's just more readily available. But um, <clears throat> that one is with Harrison Ford being Linus, and um, I don't like his Linus as much as I like the Bogart Linus. Well, but I do Bogart. like the yeah. What? Well, he's great. Like 
Is it, uh, Humphrey I thought you were going to say something. You just said Humphrey Bogart, and I'm like, what else? What were you going to say? And you were like, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it is. You like no one compares to him. He's amazing. All right. Um. So, but the difference is, it the diff the main difference is in the relationship between um between Sabrina and David, because in the first one, David's not really a douchebag. She's just kind of naive, right? Yeah. In the second one, she's just as naive. But David is a douchebag. I hate that. David, I, I hate that cliche. It, yeah, the, the one where well, it's because like, pick, she's got to pick from these two, and we don't want a strong moral choice, so let's make one of them an asshole. So that you're one hundred percent siding with the one that she picks. It's like it's why I like Sound of Music so much because Sound of Music, the woman that is that is not Julie Andrews, is still like just just uh, just normal. She she is like she. I'm gonna send the boarding school, which is which sounds like it could be like cliche and stupid, but like works, I guess. Uh, so I don't like the one of these women is evil and or one of these men is evil, and therefore the I the choice is obvious. Well, no, he's not okay. To be clear, he's not evil. He's you know, just a, a bit douche. of a douche. Like he's yeah. He is. Yeah, but okay, so let me let me clarify. Okay, he is the obvious playboy who um in the 95 when he is still he is he I don't remember whether he's actually married or he's engaged. And uh, I think he's engaged and then he later gets married. Um but he was perfectly willing to cheat with Sabrina. Now he had no delusions of canceling his engagement. She was going to be his mistress. She was just going to be a fling. That's why I called him a douchebag. So he okay. did. So when she was like, oh my God, it's David. And she like fangirled out. He loved the adulation so much that he played along. He was like, yeah, so you like me? I heard you like me. You like me? And so, um, <laughs> so yeah. And then his brother was like, knock it the fuck off. Like, because in, in the 95 version, his uh, fiance was... It was like, it, so he was in a relationship with her, but it was also a business arrangement. I so mean, if he version. fucks up his relationship with her and her family leaves, then that fucks up Linus's business. So Linus has a vested interest in being like, David, knock the fuck off. Sabrina, go back to be your kid. Get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> so... um and I think her dad had a more, um, like a slightly bigger role in the second version. But um, I mean, he's basically a plot point in the original. He he's a chauffeur, and yeah, um, he's like I and he's like I don't hear anything. It's fine, and but he totally does, and he plays some point in that. And his big thing is with Sabrina, is he doesn't trust that these rich people will care about her because she's the daughter of a chauffeur. Right. And they didn't care and, about her um, at all until she returned home from Paris. Right, yeah, because she's kind of like the ugly duckling. Like, she was just the poor kid of, like, she's a poor kid that they kind of knew the name of when she left. And then when she came back, she was this beautiful swan. And David was like, I love her, in the second movie, not in the first one, in the, in the remake. He's like, she's gorgeous. And um, Harrison Ford's David, or Harrison Ford, who's David? 
he's Linus. Um, Harrison Ford's Linus was like, like, oh, hi, Sabrina. Like, he knew who she was, even though she was, like, beautiful now. He's like, yeah, she's still, you know. And by the way, he was still, like, 60 when he did it. So I, again, it's, not, it's really weird. Difference. I can't emphasize yeah. how weird it is to have, um, to have someone be dating someone that could be their daughter. It, but that's the thing, though. That's why I'm telling you. Like, that's the that's the trope that's in this movie is that you're you know the young naive woman who doesn't really know anything about life ends up with a man an older wise man who you know and and it's not there there's no um it's not what's it's no coincidence that he is also you know a very powerful man so she like look at the op look at the spectrums that they're coming from She's young and she's very naive and she doesn't have a clue how real life works or how love works, right? She's never actually been in love because she just had this fantasy of what it was supposed to be about, right? Um, and she comes from a poor family and when she was away at school, I think she was like in France, she was like middle class, right? But originally, like home, she's poor. And then he is like a bit like, they it was they didn't say that at the time but the equivalent to now he would be like a billionaire so it's like a billionaire family and he's the head of the company and um and he's older he's in his like 50s whereas you know like you said she's she's young enough to be his daughter he's a good 20 25 years older than her um in both versions and David's the younger brother who's a little bit closer to her age, but still far enough that like in normal life, we would be like, isn't he kind of old for you? <laughs> so, it's, it's so, but he also doesn't have that power because yeah, he's part of the family. So he's part of that wealth class, but he doesn't, he's not the boss. Whereas as David, or not David, uh, Linus, Linus is the boss. So it's not only an age dynamic, it's a power and socioeconomical dynamic that's at play and so like so for her it's also it's as much about being part of a world that she was always able to see but was always denied and now like he's just getting on a jet to go see her like what like she can't afford a plane ticket and he's like hey start up the jet that's the difference in their worlds you know they're about 11 years apart um william holden and Audrey Hepburn, who play, uh, William played uh, David, he's about 11 years older than her. Um, so I can see that, I guess that's why it wasn't weird, because I can see that uh, age difference not being an issue. Uh, when, when with, um, with Humphrey Bogart, he was born in 1899. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a little, um, little bit older. But also, it's it's societally acceptable for a young girl to go with a father figure. It's not acceptable the other way around, though, for a young man to be with like a mother figure. I find it weird, like the graduate. Either way, yeah. But I, yeah, I like I like the graduate, and I um I like the graduate because of how it ends. How they're like, oh, this fling was just so was a huge mistake. That last shot saved the graduate from from being this uncomfortable because it, it felt like it was aware of, of itself. Yeah. Well, like I said, that was also the, that's also the times like this came out at the end of the sixties when it was starting to 
uh, real life was starting to full. seep into cinema. Yeah. Because um, before that, well, no, not this movie. I'm talking oh. about The Graduate. Oh, okay. The Graduate came out in the 60s. Um, but before that, movies were like this movie where like you could mention like a real life situation that was happening could be a theme in the movie, but you aren't just going to show like you aren't, it wasn't going to be as blatant as The Graduate was. How, what about You're the, play it out uh, as a theme. well, how powerful was the um, production code at this time? How did what to who? The production code. Uh, what is it? The production code. The production censorship. Code? Oh, you mean you mean the code, like yeah. the movie code? The movie. I don't think that code. was around anymore. I think they'd gotten rid of it by then, or they either that or they were just starting. I think it was the the fifties. Oh, wait, are you talking about for this movie or for the graduate? Because now I'm confused. Oh, um, both. About Let's say okay, both. so for the graduate. If it was still around, they were pushing it out. They were actively like, yeah, nineteen thirty four to, to through... nineteen sixty eight, and throughout yeah. all of that time, every single time a movie came, uh, was uh, censored for some reason, other uh, everyone was uh, basically constantly suing them. Yeah. Um. So with the code, that code said it was like ridiculous. It was like if somebody commits a crime, they can't get away with it. Because they, it, it basically it was like a morals or like an ethics code. Yeah, and like, it was it was made by Christians, and it yeah. uh, it was it started off being extremely racist. Um, I mean, like yeah, uh, and then people were like, "Fuck you!" So we're making movies based on this, and you're gonna just do this, and so immediately people just started suing them, and they started revising it until it basically had absolutely no power. And then was just quietly gotten rid of and then officially gotten rid of like like a decade later. Because people only really gave a shit about it towards the end of the 60s. And then after that, everyone just sort of ignored it. Yeah, but well, okay. So to be clear, like the the racist part wasn't why they were like, oh no, we're not going to do that. They didn't start doing that till like the 60s. Yeah. Because um, um, like Mr. Tibbs was like a, a groundbreaking character. Um, but yeah that's what i was saying like this it they they the filmmakers and the studios were like we're just gonna push the boundaries on this and in the 60s they stepped it up and they were like we're gonna get closer and closer to real life and we're gonna do more and more what we want to do and like fuck the code and that's why eventually it was just like yeah okay there's no code anymore (laughs) so yeah yeah. so So, the code kind of turned into like the mpaa like so the I, and the NBAA and ratings are like still they're equally ridiculous. They're equally ridiculous, but at least you get to see movies. Yes, like they're not sensory movies. They're just giving it an R for no reason. Well, it, um, what I, it I is what in a way was. it is still censorship because like um, prior to uh, prior to Deadpool, honestly, you couldn't really make a lot of money if your movie was rated R. I find it interesting because, that uh, you can swear in PG-13 movies now. What? Okay, so to clarify, you're in Australia and you have a completely different yeah. MPAA system than we do. Yeah. But, but, because you um, could always swear in PG-13 movies in the US, they, but the difference is there are literally, there are amounts of times you can say certain words. So in a PG-13 film, you can say fuck exactly once. If you say fuck more than once, it's a rated R. Really? It's, it's automatically rated R. 
We you don't can care say about swearing. We care about violence. If if it's rated M A or M, you can swear a lot. M A is uh-huh. restricted to like a lot of swearing and violence. And then R, if you get an R, then you push the envelope a lot. It, like um, Evil Dead was an R, but um, Deadpool wasn't. Deadpool was um, I think M, which is fifteen plus. Or um, yeah, see that? Okay, that's the difference because for us, they because don't like, care for... about swearing. Yeah, so for us, um, R is not like, ooh, no, that's like NC-17 or X. Mm. Um, R is just like, oh, that's an adult. Like, I I wouldn't take a kid to see it. But people do all the time because they're stupid. Um, PG-13 is like for almost everybody. Um, PG, so G is like, it's a cartoon. Like, this is for a little no adult is going to want to sit through this. I feel like PG people don't like, use G anymore because people think that, it's, that if it's a G, it's just for kids. Because it, it is. Who the fuck is going to, like I said, nobody's, G means don't sit through this if you're an adult. Mm. Um, PG, like, because to get a G, old movies you can't have used anything. Be, old movies used to be rated G. Uh, that would be rated P, at least PG now, if not PG-13. I don't know how PG-13 works. Well, I'm trying to explain it. Okay. Um, so to get a G, you can't have anything. It, G means general audiences. You cannot have anything even remotely controversial. You can't have any violence. And violence doesn't just mean physical acts of violence. That also means verbal acts of violence. And a verbal, like a swear word is considered a verbal act of violence. So a general audience is a cartoon. Most Disney cartoons are not G. Well, not, not most, like a lot of them are, but like the modern day Disney cartoons are not G, they're PG, um, which stands for parental guidance. That means if you're not a Puritan, then your kids can watch this. The um, PG stands for practically G. <laughs> right. Um, so PG is like, if you, PG is, so G is like, this is something to put on for the, to have the sitter put on don't actually sit through this if you're over like 12. Um, PG is like, it could be family friendly. It, it could be, PG is Disney, basically. Um, like any Disney cartoon, you, it's probably PG. Um, PG-13 is parental guidance for anyone 13 and under, which means you can get away with quite a bit. Like PG-13, you can show some skin, you can show some side boob. You might even be able to get away with showing full boob, but you can't show. There's there's nothing below the waist for anybody. Um, you can do some shirtless, um, but it can only be for like a second. Um, if it's a woman, if it's a dude, like, yeah, nobody cares. You can do a full rear naked. You can't do full frontal naked though. Um, you can do side naked as long as like male parts are covered up. Um, and you can say shit, damn it, all you want. You can't say like with fuck, you could say it exactly once. And I don't know what the thing is for God damn it, but it's a similar situation where like there's a number. Um for R, which just means restricted in the US, that's when you can do almost anything. Um I say almost because you still can't show the manly bits. You show a full frontal man. And it's for more than literally one frame. It's gonna get in C seventeen, or it's or X, which is pretty much the exact same thing. Um, so our NC seventeen is what I guess your R would be. Uh, R for us is just like 
anything interesting. If you want <laughs> say like Daredevil, uh, not Daredevil, well, not Daredevil, but um, Deadpool. Deadpool is R-rated because it not just for the violence, but because like it's fuck fest. He says the word fuck a hundred times. You can show sex in PG thirteen. You just can't show the parts of people. Like you, like 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 you said, you can show boobs. You just can't show like anything below the waist when they're you know doing it. I mean, if they're covered up, like if if somebody's leg is on top of something else, then yeah, you can show that. In R, you can show everything but the actual parts. Um, so basically, like if like think of it like this: in PG thirteen, a sex scene would be two people having sex with a um, a blanket over their waist or like like a um, a sheet over their waist. You can show all of that. Um, but they can only say fuck one time. <laughs> That's so weird. Then, and you can have any amount of violence, pretty much. Um, as long as it's not like a beheading and the blood doesn't look too real. That is actually a rule. Um, in rated R, you can do the beheadings. You can say fuck as much as you like. And you can show full-on sex. You just can't show any ding-dongs. Because you do that, automatic NC-17. Those, um, those are comedian, and I'm desperately trying to think of her name. Um, that was the producer of one of her movies and um, went to the uh, went to court because she wanted to get her R rating changed to uh, PG thirteen, and she succeeded. And I can't remember her fucking name. She, uh, I think it was Amy something. It might be Amy something. She was she uh, was blonde comedian. Uh, she had a movie that came out, uh, I think, last year or 2018. Was she not that funny? There we go. Here she is. Was it Amy Schumer? Uh, isn't it romantic? Rebel, Wil- Rebel uh, Wilson. Oh, you said Amy. I was thinking of Amy Schumer, and then you said Amy Schumer. I'm like, that's not it. Okay. Uh, Rebel that's Wilson. Thank you. Uh, it, it narrowed it down. Uh, Rebel Wilson had a movie that came out um, with... Um, Oh, sh- why do I forget everyone's name? Like, I knew her name. I still know her name. Her name's, her name's on the on tip of my tongue. And then it's, it's just not here. Ah, it was Hustle. The Hustle? It was The Hustle. Um, Wait, Rebel Wilson? Yeah. Uh, oh, Anne Hathaway, that, okay. Anne Hathaway, yeah, I was thinking of Hustlers. That's a yeah. different movie. Yeah. No. Anne Hathaway and uh, Rebel Wilson were in The Hustle, and it was rated R. And then she... Um, she pointed out, went to court and was like, this is really sexist and stupid. And then she just had uh, a list of examples of PG-13 movies where, um, where men did the same thing that she did. And she got them to change the uh, rating of her movie, which is Wait, awesome. why would it have been rated R? Because of sexism, I guess. Um, there was tons of swearing and sex jokes. Um, yeah, but that's... That's PG thirteen material. That's, uh, that's what weird, she said. I've seen that movie. That's what she I've said. I've seen that movie, and it's standard PG thirteen. I don't have a clue why they'd call it rated like that. Why, unless po- they said fuck more than once, which I don't remember them no, doing. That, no, they made it. They made it PG thirteen, and she yeah. pointed out that um, it was um, that they were being hypocrites because it was women doing all the sex jokes and stuff, um, and so she went to court, and then she got them to change the rating. Um, good it's, job, Rebel. Yeah, it's a, it wasn't a good movie, to be clear. It wasn't good. I haven't but, seen you know, it. Hey, I haven't seen it, but I respect it. I respect the hustle. Yeah, I mean, sure. It wasn't. It honestly wasn't that good. But that's um, fine. I'm just glad that she did it. Stand up for what you believe in. 
there you go okay so back to sabrina because we oh, yeah. like went we, on all we, sorts of a tangent we went so far down the rabbit hole uh-huh so what do, what do you think about sabrina did you uh, like it i liked it despite the fact that i thought the age difference is weird i liked it i like audrey hepburn for the most part uh she's pretty and plays innocent well her best role was my fair lady mainly because she didn't just play innocent hmm. okay interesting so yeah maybe okay. um i should watch more of her stuff to see if she plays anything other than the naive innocent person because i mm-hmm. feel like breakfast at tiffany's was was pushing that yeah i like i said we have different versions of that because i didn't see her as as naive or innocent in breakfast at tiffany's no but like she was doing that but she was her character was pretending to be naive and innocent right um even okay, so now wasn't. you see why when i give you an actor i give you such varying films to watch yeah yeah because i want you to see them and so instead of being like hey here are three movies that this person has done i always try to make it so that it's like here is this person in playing this type of character and here's this person in a completely different role like paul newman was the last one i can remember um was the last one we did ha that's why um (laughs) (laughs) that's how my brain works um so (laughs) with paul newman i was like yeah watch him in this goofy ass portrayal and like this thing but then also watch him in this like kill yourself suicidal fest of um cool hand luke yeah and uh, that worked uh for paul newman but i think the new way is going to work a lot better because i'll have time to watch all of the movies and it won't feel like homework which sucks right and also it'll open you up more to because like in this situation you're literally in the span of a week you're watching movies that the only thing they have in common is this one actor Uh and so it sounds on paper it sounds like that would be a better way to get the range but it's actually worse because you're literally just watching like this type of film that type of film this type of film and there's no frame of reference but when you like next month when you watch like mafia movies you're gonna see robert de niro in mafia roles and then you're gonna see other movies that are mafia roles and you're gonna get a a greater sense of the genre of mafia films and then when you move on to like tarantino movies now you'll be able you'll have you'll have something to contrast because you have a frame of reference. You'll be like, oh, this type of film, like you'll, it's, you'll be introduced to that world. You'll be like, here's this type of film and this actor in this type of role. And now here's a completely different type of film and this actor playing that role. And you're like, I think it'll be easier for you to see an actor's range when you have context. Like it, the other movies will give you a frame of reference. I... So it's not just like, Here's this one actor playing three different parts. It's, I think it's going to be way better. Yeah. And the best part is that I'm going to be seeing just as many movies because I can't watch more than like four movies of an actor. So if I was watching like 10 movies from a person and then you're like, just watch four, then that might be different. But I'm still only going to see like four movies because I've got time. Well, honestly, and I, and this I way you'll see more. Yeah. And because I you tend to watch to... three like you, your your landing zone because i'll give you like 10 movies and then i'll be like if you can only watch this many only watch these five and then you'll be like okay i saw these three yeah that's <laughs> so, usually it i usually can watch three which is like one a week and then something else 
and that's yeah so this way you're literally watching one movie a week so at the end of the month you'll have seen four but also you'll have more of a context for those we come up with these ideas because i have so uh, because i had so much to do besides this and now i'm i'm here and now that now that I have less movies to watch and and it's working better, also I have got nothing else to do aside from D and D, which I play online. Indeed. So, you know, context is important. Anyway, this one this went well. Audrey Hepburn is um mm-hmm. is pretty and she uh, plays innocent well, and I'm I'm hoping that she and then she plays like the person that's pretending to be innocent. Because she's playing against her type, but also totally within her type. So, Indeed. yeah, she's good. I wish that I had Catherine Hepburn movies because she sounds way better. I mean, I was going to give you Catherine Hepburn movies and you were like, nope, just going to go with the Audrey. And I see now why, because you're like, fuck it. I've already seen two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already saw two. I don't have time to watch all the Catherine Hepburn movies. Sounds hard. <laughs> anyway, uh, We'll do Catherine Hepburn. Be clear, month. Catherine is my favorite of the Hepburns. No kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am. I am glad that uh, we got to talk about Audrey Hepburn. Um, if nothing else, because of My Fair Lady and how fucking good that movie is. Indeed. Anyway, you got anything else? Nope, I got nothing. Oh, all right. See you guys next week. Well, I mean, they're not going to physically see us, Daniel. It's a podcast. Oh, they can all hear right. us. Ooh, creepy. Ooh. Oh. All right, bye. Hey, if you liked what you just heard, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Because why wouldn't you? We're some somewhat funny. I mean, you got to admit we're entertaining. We're dorks, but we're entertaining. We're fucking delightful. Share the love. Also, follow us on all the links that are in the description. Bye.